0: It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it
1: can't be that bad.
0: This movie, I haven't seen since maybe like when I was like in early college. When did this come out? 2009. So yes, I haven't man. seen this around like maybe like 2013. I mm-hmm. think I was... uh messed up when I was watching this. Same. <laughs> and it's like the worst idea. Yeah.
1: I was like over at a friend's house and yeah. we were all like we were just like toking out the entire house. Yeah. And we were we were like uh one of my friends was like, hey, you wanna watch this like hella crazy ass movie? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. And uh it was just like they just randomly put it on and I was like, okay. And the first 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 few seconds. There's no There's no warning. There's no trigger (laughs) warning. warning. No warning whatsoever.
0: Because it's just literally the credits. Yeah. It starts off with the credits saying like, who's working on this? Who the direct... We see Gaspar's name flashing neon lights 20 times, right? They just really make sure that this is his film, which we already know by the look of it, that this is a Gaspar Mm -hmm. Noe film. Exactly. And (laughs) I was watching this
1: on my phone at work. Overwhelming, yeah.
0: Yeah, my AirPods weren't working. I thought they were working. And it just starts off so loud. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna Intense, gonna turn yeah. Shit
1: off. No, it's hilarious because it's like uh, epilepsy warming, warning for yes. any baddies out there. <laughs> like, before you get into if this movie, yeah. <laughs> don't, be careful because- this is, is a is, dangerous like, film. Yeah, right it can be get. very dangerous. Yeah. Um, but it's also like it's supposed to like explain like what you're getting into kind of mm-hmm. right off the bat. It's like preparing you like for the intensity of Everything. what you're about to get into um because it's like it, right right off the back basically it's just like it's first person pov yeah. and i, I want to say out of like a lot of films that i've done pov that i've done pov this is probably one of the best films that i've seen do very first person very honestly. well um To the point where, like, one of the first times I saw this, it gave me anxiety because I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, this is so like realistically in first person that I was like kind of stressing out. Because like the part where he washes his face and he's like blinking and it like the shutter flicks when he's blinking, yeah, it (laughs) it would freak me out. (laughs) I was like, "Oh fuck!" It's showing every time that this person blinks. Yeah.
0: Even the way—did you see the way he throws water on himself? Yeah. Like I've washed my face before, even when I messed up, he just throws the water on himself and it's all over his shirt. Yeah. It is okay, before we get deeper into it, let me let's welcome the baddies, yeah. dude. So, welcome to another episode of ICBTB podcast, also known as it can't be that bad. This is a bad movie podcast for your first-time listeners, but if you're here for your 407th time, welcome back. We have Gregory Salas in the studio. Welcome, Once welcome, again, uh, Alejandro, we are still wishing you a speedy recovery and, and we'll see you baddies? soon. But what is up, baddies? If you haven't seen this film, it is definitely worth the rent. I think it's uh, maybe free somewhere with like a a premium subscription to something. But if you are thin-skinned and light of heart, is this movie for you? Uh, Probably not. not, really. not. <laughs> Probably not. If you are, if you're may-
1: into like shit that's like shocking and like thrilling and super intense, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Give if this you're a try. into
0: <laughs> uncomfortable nudity, this might be your thing.
1: Extremely vulgar, yeah. Extremely. Vul- if, <laughs> I,
0: if you're into seeing people take illicit, illegal drugs and it doesn't seem like the best trip, yeah, this might be for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, you want to tell them what we watch, Greg? We watch. Enter the void. Enter the void. Boom, boom, and, I, and I say boom, it like that because boom, boom, boom. it's like, that's kind of like the movie.
0: That's really. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, the just feel like, of the movie. Enter the void. It's so scary. <sighs> just this like the is, intensity of it. How so. is this not uh, classified as a horror thriller?
1: Horror, Right? Uh, like uh, I would classify it as like a psychological thriller.
0: Psychological fucker is what this is.
1: <laughs> no, it was funny. I was on, uh, oh my God. Let me pull that up really quick. I was on, uh, wh- what's that movie? Uh, movie oh, found it. Letterboxd. Ah. I was on Letterbox earlier. Yeah. And oh my God, the comments for this movie. What did they say? Oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, who was it? Eli says four and a half stars, a very light romantic comedy. Fit <laughs> for a first date. <laughs>
0: oh <my God. laughs> don't you ever think don't about actually, watching don't this don't on the first date. <laughs> You are not getting
1: like you are not taking the woman home. Not right. at all. Maria says, "I think I just got fucked by a movie." <laughs> <laughs> yes, if that—that's probably the most accurate description. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And like in an, an
0: uncomfortable, in a very
1: uncomfortable, fuck. very just like. Like I liked that, but like that was very intense. It's and like very overwhelming. There's no foreplay. No if foreplay. No foreplay. If this movie, like if if
0: this movie was a sexual <laughs> interaction, you're not lubed up. There was definitely no condom it's around. Like
1: you're thrown in an orgy. Yes. With a bunch of like really hot people, and, and you're th- like okay, but you're also on LSD.
0: Yes, but you're <laughs> also it's also your first time. It's
1: also your first time. <laughs> this was my third time watching it. It felt like it was my first time every yeah, time. So. It's kind of like, oh, I'm I'm not ready for this. um, uh, Larry says, have you ever seen a story that begins with a gunshot and ends with a cum shot? (laughs) (laughs) No. Nope. (laughs) Well, I just did. (laughs) And it was one of the most horrifyingly beautiful psychedelic experiences I've ever had the pleasure of viewing in my life. And I agree with that.
0: Well put. Well put.
1: And last one I'm going to read is Matt saying... Uh, enter the void? Well, it's not going to enter itself. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs>
0: thank you, letterbox. Right, thank you, letterbox. Thank you, letterbox.
1: Uh, <laughs> um...
0: Here's the nitty gritty. Uh, This week we watched Enter the Void, a 2009 drama fantasy uh, with a runtime of two hours and 22 minutes, uh, which is also 142 minutes. That's a pretty long film. Mm -hmm. When I agreed to watch this movie with you, I think it was already like late at night, maybe 8 Mm -hmm. p.m., 9 p.m. yesterday, and I had to watch it before recording. I was like, I'm going to have to figure out a time to squeeze this in So, for full transparency. Did not – don't remember the last 30 minutes of this yeah. film. Could not finish it, so you're going to have to help me out there. Yeah.
1: You know it's weird because it doesn't feel that long just because of how, like, fast-paced yeah. and sporadic. It, I think that's just my ADHD, too, because, like, it kind of, like, was just, like, always capturing your attention. Like, oh, yeah. Crazy shit happening Oh, it's a new fuck thing. Time. You're never bored. You're like, oh, oh. Also, the music <laughs> is beautiful. The music, uh,
0: the, the main song that oh, plays yeah. throughout is like air on a G-string is what it's called. Uh, yeah,
1: the um, cinematography by Benoit Debbie. Mm-hmm. Amazing Impeccable job. Impeccable job. Holy shit, dude.
0: Like technically, it is just ridiculous. Most of this film is over the head shots. Yeah.
1: Going through rooms. Yeah. Um, Like the visual, the entire visual aspect. um. Like, the, the CGI aspect, too, is pretty well done, but the all the cinematography is, like, very well put as far as, like, from first person to third person. Yeah. And a sense of just, like, you, like, literally feeling like it's almost like you're playing a video game, mm-hmm. just, like, changing the camera perspectives. That's all it is. And it's kind of weird because it's, like... This is probably how it is in real life if you were to watch yourself in third person. Yeah, (laughs) because we
0: barely get to see Oscar's face. I think we only see it in the mirror. Like
1: very once in a while when he's turning and talking and every once in a while and like seeing it, watching himself in the mirror and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of it, the cinematography is all of like messaging uh, the message of like the whole like afterlife experience and stuff like that. So it's impactful. um, It's really good. Um, you want getting the synopsis thing? Yeah, we'll do all of that. So this got a 7.2 out of oh. 10
0: on IMDb. <laughs> this got a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Greg, do you want to guess how many Google users approved of this movie?
1: I feel like low. I'm a, I'm going to shoot low cuz okay, it's go. like it doesn't seem like a an average normie Google thing. I'm no. going to say like 60%. Ooh, 84%. That's a surprise. People actually honestly. like it. Yeah, so a lot of people That's actually a really like it. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those films that's like it's definitely like I feel like a definitely a, a niche kind of film type thing that's like mm-hmm. if you've done a lot of drugs and you've contemplated like existential crises of like afterlife and shit, you're gonna like this movie. Yeah. But if you're a <laughs> but nun if you're just like if you're like a normal person that's just mm-hmm. like I, I like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, <laughs> love Frozen. I uh I really liked uh, disney movies Mm -hmm. oh my gosh
0: when harry harry meets sally right
1: love that film (laughs) right let me check out enter the void not
0: probably not for you (laughs) all right here's the synopsis coming right at you this psychedelic tour of life after death is seen entirely from the point of view of oscar played by nathaniel brown a young american drug dealer and addict living in tokyo with his prostitute sister linda played by paz de la huerta When Oscar is killed by police during a bust gone bad, his spirit journeys from the past where he sees his parents before their deaths to the present where he witnesses his own autopsy and then to the future where he looks out for his sister from beyond the grave. Uh, This came out on September 24th, 2010 in the USA. The director, like we said before, is Gaspar Noé, very controversial director. Uh, The only other film that I know him from is a film called Love. (laughs) That movie, have you seen some of that movie, Love? I, I think so. It starts off with two naked people in the bed. Big surprise. The girl is jacking off the guy, and this is his real penis. I think it's his real penis. Check it out. You can find it on the internet, baddies. Um, she's just stroking his dick for like five minutes. The opening scene's five minutes. Hell, awkward. And he actually ejaculates. Yeah, in in the Interesting. in the film. Yeah. Um, like I said, stars Nathaniel Brown, Paz de la Huerta, Cyril Roy, and Ed Speer. Cinematography by Benoit That, Like you had said, the budget is 12.4 million euro, and it was distributed by The Wild Bunch. This movie is crazy. Let's get into it. I have so much to say. What? How do you want to start off, man? This is nuts.
1: Um... I just want to say, like, Gaspar Noé has been known for doing, like, very just, like, shock, like, thrilling movies. Mm-hmm. Um, his other film before this, Irreversible, mm-hmm. like, has this, like, extremely, like, uncomfortable, like, R.A.P.E. scene. Um, wow. Uh, I hear, yeah, I, I heard about that. It's all, it's like, but it's all, like, s- like symbolic in, like, the way it's shot. It's very, like, in reverse and shit like that. It's It's weird. But at the same time, it's just like it has all this like crazy like messaging behind it. Um, And then his most recent film, uh, Climax, is more of like a weird like dance movie. That sounds like like it's so so different. Yeah. I mean, it's the same shock value, but it's like in like a like like a theater, Uh like like it's like a live performance, almost kind of weird. Um, that's crazy yeah he like i don't know he's a very like quirky guy um uh and and watching some of his interviews i can't really tell if he's being like sarcastic or not about like what his personal idea was behind a lot of his films yeah in general um uh because when he originally was talking about uh one of his uh, original interviews about this movie he was originally talking about how he was on mushrooms in Italy, and they had this movie playing in this theater. Uh, oh, A Lady in the Lake. It's this old '50s movie uh-huh. about um, uh, investigator um, uh, investigating this murder case, basically, and it's shot in POV. Hmm. And it's I think it's one of the earliest like first films to be shot in like like personal view point of view and it, that's a kind of like it made him like he it made him cry supposedly and because of how beautiful he thought it was and that's when he started writing them for the movie when he was like 20 years old or something For this movie yeah wow. so tripping balls on wow. mushrooms in italy watching like an old timely film um yeah sounds like I... a good time <laughs> That, <laughs> but also a pretty intense too. At the same time, so it makes sense that where where he went with this movie, um, if that was his inspiration, yeah, one hundred percent. What I didn't find, what I that I took that he took seriously in his interview was that he said a lot of movies depict uh, drug trips and a bad experience, and I was trying to do something more positive. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he was being sarcastic or not. I was like, "What? Has he watched his own film? <laughs> like, Has he watched his own movie?" I was like, it was like, w- dude, right joking?
0: from the get, none of this is positive. This is some of. This is <laughs> was, one of the saddest movies I've ever seen.
1: Most intense movies I've ever seen. Yeah, dude. Uh, I thought it was just absolutely fucking hilarious because, like, uh, if anything, this is probably the most like terrifying experience on a drug trip. You know when I was watching <laughs> this. Like I said, I was I was yeah. at work.
0: I was eating lunch. Mm-hmm. Lost my appetite immediately. <laughs> right. I
1: forgot how like there's right. there's no like once upon a time yeah. right. It just throws you straight into yeah, it. like within the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his face? All right for anything Oscar Oscar yeah Oscar's like mm, let's do some DMT. Yeah, he's just like uh, opens up like one of those like, little fake cans that you can find at a drugstore. Um, puts the rocks in his pipe and just smokes it. Yeah. Um. For- it made me so
0: uncomfortable because, like, what's really sad and what was beautifully done about this was like the the point of view of a drug addict that's like in it, and like you see the denial. Yeah, as he's packing the pipe of the DMT, mm-hmm. he kept he keeps on saying, "I'm not a junkie." No, Alex is a junkie. I'm not a junkie because yeah. his sister, pa- played by Paz de la Huerta, mm-hmm. is uh, was saying like, you know, Alex is gonna turn you into a junkie and a Buddhist. And like, it was really so weird. sad, mm-hmm. but I don't know. What do you think about like how the, how the movie opens up?
1: I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of it in general. Well, I mean, skipping ahead a little bit, um, has to do with the trauma that he was experienced yeah. with his sister. Yeah. Um, Ugh. and that's why he's like going through all of these like affirmations of himself, like talking to himself and so he's trying to escape through doing, you know, like this DMT that he decides to smoke mm-hmm. and basically for an entire like two or three minutes just sees these crazy ass visuals of mm-hmm. just like all these like fractal, like star-like shapes of like, I don't know what the fuck to call it. And them. how it's depicted in the movie is intense, Intense. Man. Oh my God. And... I think that's like a lot of like the symbolizing of him trying to reflect on how he feels about his own life, in a sense of just him like trying to transcend, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say, his consciousness into like a better place, a better quote unquote better place. Well, because
0: obviously he's not happy.
1: Yeah. And obviously
0: he is aware of his own childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. And everything he does is because of his childhood. Mm -hmm. He lives in Tokyo because. We go back there like it's uh, during the flashback scene. He's talking with Linda, his sister, saying like "Uh, mom and dad said they're going to take us to Japan one day. That's why he's in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And like he's doing drugs to escape and feel good because he can't feel good sober because all he's thinking about is his childhood trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like what is beautifully done with this movie is it's storytelling, its ability to storytell within Mm -hmm. the story itself and also its visual the visual aspect, beauty, it, it is beauty, even though it's also anxiety yeah. inducing.
1: I I think a lot of the storytelling is through more more so the visual aspect instead of the dialogue, um, because uh, uh, Gaspar said himself that the, a lot of the dialogue is actually improvised. Wow, um, uh, like there's very little that's actually like scripted. Mm-hmm. um just for as far as like trying to direct the scenes goes it's just like they're given like a few lines and just the rest is just yeah to figure it out itself so i think um i think what they he originally intended to do was to give um what's his face the, the cinematographer like mm-hmm. the most of like the just hi, just him and his creative outlook on what he wanted the movie to be visually mm-hmm. And the experience to be, because like the movie itself is more so an experience than it It is almost just. Imagine actually
0: watching this in theaters. Right.
1: Oh my god. I I wish
0: I would love to watch this in IMAX. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would love to, but I think it's the way to do it. I probably yeah, honestly. I would be tripping, Um, yeah.
1: Because yeah, it like the amount of intensity, but that it's explained is that is shown. It kind of explains the. The way he, like, uh, copes with the loss of his parents to the way his kind of feelings towards his sister, the way he's looking at, like, his own outlook on his life to, like, how he looks at death, basically, like, literally, Mm -hmm. if anything. Um, And uh, I think it does that part very well. Um, If I were to critique it in any sort of way, I would say, like, just to, like... Save some scene, certain scenes for like certain parts to give more shock value. Yeah, but I mean the whole entire movie is fucking shocking in itself. That's so. the hard
0: part. Is- um,
1: but it's interesting though because it kind of ties into the whole the Tibetan Book of Death yeah. that uh, his friend, uh, the the drug deal regarding the, to that re- yeah. reincarnation. Um, she's kind of an asshole who basically sets him up to get killed. Yeah, which is like it's also another thing that. Kind of the Jap- Japanese police kind of went out of their way to shoot him for mm-hmm. a drug bust. It was weird. Okay, so like like I said, I, I, thought that don't, was kinda weird. I don't recall the
0: last 30 minutes, so I don't know how it wraps up necessarily. I don't know what happens to Alex. I don't know what happens to Linda. Mm-hmm. All I do know is that it was a bit odd that he was supposed to meet with Victor, who was like kind of his partner in crime, who would front him the money that he could use to actually get the drugs and distribute it right mm-hmm. and they split it 50 50 yeah and then like he escapes into this bathroom in the void which is mm-hmm. like this like uh, bar right mm-hmm. and they shoot him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now i thought i'm thinking they shot him because he was yelling i have a gun i'm gonna shoot i have a gun is that why they shot him or is there something in the last 30 minutes that i don't know i
1: i think it was that okay. but at the same time like i i don't know why he said he had a gun. Like uh, I, I thought that was kind of especially if you know it's the cops out there. I know. I would like. I'd rather just take the take the L. Just, just go to go, jail. For that. Go to jail. It's not the the. I mean, Japan is really strict on its drug policy, so mm-hmm. he would be facing some time. But at the same time, it's just like I don't know why he would went to the extent of saying that he had a gun. Yeah, it was um, odd, which is very unnecessary. But at the same time, it was just fucked up because his friend basically set him up. Yeah. For to get caught yeah Victor um, yeah. Victor
0: um what's odd is that um oh no not odd but like what I do appreciate is the foreshadowing of a lot of stuff yeah like for instance the book of death that talks about reincarnation mm-hmm. and like how Alex the other guy with the long hair the artist mm-hmm. was saying like uh, supposedly like this you see your life uh, reflected upon you when you die mm-hmm. right and literally minutes later when they get to the void and he gets shot, and he dies. Yeah, it turns into this out of body experience where he's floating and he yeah. sees his own dead body in the bathroom. And the rest of the movie is supposedly Oscar seeing his like life, his life in third person.
1: Yep, which they do re- really well visually. Yeah,
0: they they play <clears throat> some of the same exact scenes
1: mm-hmm. in third person. Mm-hmm. Um, the part where he goes back to his, like the childhood memories. It's yeah. like it's interesting because it's like you you like really want to hold close to those memories, which he really tried hold to, hard, hard to do so. Um, and you could see those memories like the most visually. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they don't last as long as like the really traumatic parts, like yeah. like right after the crash happens. They play that um, multiple times. Multiple times. Cause the, the trauma is like what really he remembers the most basically. Um and him getting separated from his sister by I CPS, multiple times. Um, that do that fucking part made me cry. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the blood oath thing that he did with his sister. Yeah. Um, and uh, his, like, weird incestuous love for his sister, too. Can we break that down? Because, like,
0: Kinda weird. When we the movie opens up with them interacting, right? Mm-hmm. And at first, if you don't know who the characters are, you're thinking, like, this is, like, his significant other. Yeah. The way they're talking to each first. other, yeah. right? The way, like, she's dressed around him and all of that stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, like, oh, they're very comfortable with each other. It seems almost romantic. Mm-hmm. Until he says, like, he's laying down. He takes the DMT and he he says... Oh, but she's my sister. I'm like, dude, that's your sister? That's your sister? Cause I thought y'all were fucking, you know? Right, right, right. Uh shout out to that actress. Um, she is a fantastic actress, uh, Paz de la Huerta. She is a in Boardwalk Empire and does an impeccable wow. job. She supposedly got fired from that uh job because I think she was one of the accusers of Harvey Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein oh. did the Harvey Weinstein thing and got her fired. Also, on the set of some movie called Nurse 3D, I'm <laughs> sure it didn't do well. Um she suffered like a very bad injury where like where one of the ambulances actually crashed onto set and oh shit. and like fucked her up. Damn. So shout out to her. I hope you're doing well. I don't really know oh, how she's I, yeah, doing. This she's was doing a few well. years ago, but mm-hmm. like, you know, beautiful actress, wonderful I- actress. Mm-hmm um she wh- yeah let's break down their incestuous relationship like how did their childhood trauma develop that do you have a
1: theory i think it was his need to feel a connection like a family connection uh-huh. is what made him like love his sister to that extent mm-hmm. because i mean like from like a psychological perspective it's like yeah like like experiencing traumas like that is going to make you feel certain ways and necessarily towards mm-hmm. certain people that you were close to yeah. just because you didn't have that connection from your parents at all.
0: You find it. At- and
1: so you're trying to look for it in other sources mm-hmm. or ways. So, um, yeah, w- which is like very sad, but, um, at the same time, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But, it's um, very weird. but it makes sense. I think and, what yeah, Gasper
0: yeah. was going for was like, Something that is weirdly actually innate within all of us. It's like the Oedipus complex, right? Like Mm -hmm. the only reason like we as like heterosexual males love boobs and Mm -hmm. we like to suck on titties is because we had to do that for survival purposes from our mothers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this whole Oedipus complex type of thing. They literally show scenes of him hooking up with Victor's mom, the older lady, right? Yeah. And like he's like sucking on her boobs. And then, like, it transitions into, like, him as a baby sucking on his mom's boob and, yeah. like, his mom being in the bathtub. Very,
1: like, um, a lot of people saying, like, in reviews for this movie, saying how it's, like, connections to or it's, like, a lot of Freudian psychology. Yeah. Which is interesting because um, a lot of Freudian dives within, like... If you have a train, if a dream of a train going into a tunnel, that means you you desire sex or some yes. shit like that. Yes. It's very like weird, nuanced, like things that kind of like are kind of awkward and discomforting. Sigmund Freud was a very controversial uh, psychologist. Psychologist that and, and uh, like it's like a lot of psychologists like you know study his work, but mm-hmm. it, like, clearly it's not a lot of it is relevant today from what we know of psychology take it for what it is yeah they take it for what it is but i mean he he did a lot um for the whole you know psychology and the whole study of it so yeah yeah but um i I think it was interesting that Gaspar like really took that to heart and actually like kind of visually implicates that in a lot of different scenes it's not even subtle um and even, like, the the scene where, the, where they're on the roller coaster and the crash happens, oh. that 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 jump scared me because, like, it, it oh, did I screamed. took me off. Yeah. I, I was took... watching
0: it a little bit with Melissa. She would just gone home from work. Yeah. And, like, I was about to, like, kiss her hello. But mm-hmm. right before I, I went in for a kiss mm-hmm. or on my way to the kiss, I screamed. I just screamed at her face because I saw <laughs> on the side of my eye. Oh, right. my God. That's, a, like, that's a full truck. Right. Because um, it's, I don't know. I mean, that that was a crazy montage of scenes, like, mm-hmm. um when – she first comes to Japan, and, like, they seem really close. And I already had this, like, weird inkling of just, like, you guys are siblings because it seems like you guys got a thing going on. <laughs> right. And then, like, she's, like, you know, like, very like when they hug, she, like, kisses him on the cheek. And then, like, the next time they hug, she kisses him on the neck. And then the next, like, shot of the montage, she's just, like, licking his ear yeah. and then biting his ear. And I'm, like, are you guys siblings? Like, this is insane. Yeah. And then, like, it turns into this. You, you're, and it's the whole Childhood drama could form like unusual connections with your family if you had lost some family, Mm -hmm.
1: and and that's why they show the the crash scene in multiple times. It's just because like how a lot of these situations that are kind of really weird and comfortable tie into this drama, yeah. Yeah. Um, And and ideally, it's like all ties back to also the Tibetan Book of Death, where like these things are like cycles. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, life goes. So yeah. that's why a lot of the repetition happens between, like, scenes from going forward in time and back in time and vice versa. Um, which I think it, they, they do very well mm. as far as, like, the Tibetan book of death goes. Because a lot of it is – talks about just, like, cycles of how to deal – what to de- experience after death and stuff like that. So, Which I thought was pretty interesting. Because, um, uh, like, uh, when the before scenes when he – when he's like talking um with his uh keep Victor yeah. um uh you can you notice certain visual things like that, like like the thing that he wrote on the wall. It says like I want to live, oh, and wow. then like the after after he dies, it, he, he it shows like in the third person shows that like he's writing like I want to die. Wow, uh, it's like it's like, there's like weird little things like in the background that are changed all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, in like the up to the scene where he gets the back to the bar in third person, mm-hmm. there's like uh like instead of like the flashing um tv it's a like it's a weird video of like a fetus whoa it's like it's all these like literal things that that like tie back into like the whole like rebirth cycle mm-hmm. and shit like that about um trying to figure out if like was the life that he lived like really worth it yeah. or was it just all leading up to the inevitable death that he was kind of expecting yeah. like literally um just because just like the way his life was kind of spinning out of control it's just kind of like that's how it made you feel visually since too a kid.
0: yeah everything everything was like i think rebirth is one of like the uh main mantras mm-hmm. and uh ongoing themes of this like because like a lot of the scene transitions like there's later on you see it goes back to like his dead body in the bathroom and then mm-hmm. like it's an overhead shot and the camera keeps panning out and it pans out and it looks like you're going through like a through like an organ like you know like you're you you're yeah. going through like a like you're being birthed With out you're being born again yeah and then like what pops out is a kid in a log do you yeah. remember that it's yeah. a kid in a log and like goes up to, to this playground where linda's yeah. sleeping and whatnot yeah, and it's just like oh wow like that's that's just rebirth right there rebirth, yeah and then talking about reincarnation and reincarnation. just like constantly being rebirthed and like in this same world mm-hmm. into the, as a different person over and over and over again yeah I don't know just like a very interesting very interesting movie yeah
1: it, it's interesting like uh like the lifestyles too that they chose to like um like very on the nose with like how they dealt with the trauma. Yeah. Like how he went to become a drug dealer and she went to become like a stripper slash prostitute. Yeah. So, um, which is sad and unfortunate, but you know, that's how, like, you know, if you don't get help, that's how, that's how how you deal with it. That's how you deal with it. You know, if you don't have like the, the, um, the father, parent, mother figure in your life to actually help you get through these certain parts in your life, you just, you could deal with them in your own, like very like chaotic chaotic and and self-destructive ways. ways. Yeah. And this is a very like, very obvious message of that. Mm -hmm. So, and I really appreciate for doing, doing so, um, in such a vulgar way, even though it is like a very vulgar way of doing so, it's just like, kind of like the implication of like how a lot of just, um, how big of an impact that our, our childhood has on our mental health being as being adults, you know, um, and how we look at our other people in our lives and how we experience, want to experience our own lives, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I really appreciate him for like really pushing that message mm-hmm. in such like, F, like, fuck you in your face type of way. Yeah. <laughs> in a very aggressive way. <laughs> a very way. aggressive way. So I, um,
0: I want to talk more about like just the overall cinematography, the color corrections that they use on just the the palettes mm-hmm. the color palettes that they use with every scene mm-hmm. just like the neon lights mixed with very dark hues and like at times very saturated it's all incredible yeah and like makes me feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. but like i think what it does right is that it's making you feel something yeah you might not like what that something is that you're feeling but it's making you feel it
1: yeah it's I think it's also the representation of, like, how much of his life is been as far as like the, like, different outcomes, like the dark times, the beautiful times, the intense times, yeah. um, all in this like because like the way they they calm down the like from the the flashing to like the normal contrast to yeah. the regular intense colors to um especially when they walk into the room with all the uh the, the love hotel yeah and him like them showing him like the hotel and oh all alex is um
0: uh, flat so like alex is the guy with long hair that's an artist oh, yeah. and he has like all the paintings flat yeah and he has a flatmate the mm-hmm. japanese guy that's making like the miniature neon version of tokyo yeah that was a beautiful scene. yeah
1: that was an interesting scene um I think it was also like that was also like in a, its own message within itself, mm-hmm. because he himself after he dies sees the uphill up the, like literal view of Tokyo. And do you remember in the beginning he says,
0: "I wonder what Tokyo looks like from up there." Yeah, yeah.
1: It all ties in it the, all these like little subtle things of just like how like these like messages from like wow the subliminal to the literal to like the like metaphysical yeah i want to say yeah just like in repetition beautifully done after again and again and again Mm -hmm. um it's it's overwhelming but i mean at the same time like that's that was like the whole message in the meeting so i mean look at
0: what this movie can do it's one of those movies that yeah you'll feel like uncomfortable it's very vulgar Mm -hmm. and aggressive and in your face but like we can talk about it we can dissect
1: it I think he, I think Gaspar Noe went into this movie wanting it to be like a think piece, not just like a oh, of piece, but like he wanted you to like start a conversation with someone about it. Um, it's interesting because when you look at a lot of the reviews of this movie, people either love it or fucking hate it. Oh, there's no one that's um, just like, I didn't no, care for it. There's no in between, honestly, as, on how people feel about this you're movie. You're gonna feel something. It's man. either you're gonna like love this movie and be like, wow, this is an experience, or just be like, oh my god this is just drugs and sex and flashing lights oh my god i was <laughs> like i think i think today
0: was probably well like watching this mm-hmm. just made me the least horniest i've ever been right it shows a lot of sex but all of the sex is just so di- like the scene where linda the sister like she gets her her stripping moments after oscar's shot and killed yeah makes me so uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable because like they make the place look so dirty and even after that mario who's the asian guy she's seeing Mm -hmm. first of all asian man named mario crazy that's uh (laughs) never heard of it yeah but it goes into the scene where like they start having sex you see the guy's dick and like having sex right there and like she's getting a phone call from alex and like doesn't want to like pick it up because she's like getting she's getting licked on (laughs) and she finds out and this is all in like one shot she finds she 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 calls or she listens back to the voicemail that's left afterwards and she just starts crying hysterically yeah
1: Yeah, like the whole contrast of that scene from going like raunchy to dirty to depressing is just like that that itself was just like very just like oh shit like damn (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it just it switches back
0: from like lust sex lust
1: straight yeah. to like death and despair death and despair yeah very quickly um yeah uh and it just and then him like seeing that like knowing that this is all oscar's point of view mm-hmm. seeing this kind of adds to that kind of disturbance like yeah. Ugh, I'm watching my sister do it. I'm watching of, my sister, and then find out about me dying. Like, oh god! Like, yeah. <laughs> just like adds to this Sucks whole other suck, factor. Dude. Just like, ah, oh, fuck, man! Like, yeah. damn! Like, but like, what do what do you? You don't feel anything because you're dead. Like, you know, yeah. What can you, you? You're just do? a consciousness, just experiencing just all of this, just floating, going back and forth through like your past events and current events. Mm-hmm and just like ah man like it's it you don't know how to feel at first but then like when as soon as it gets you thinking it's just like oh like you start to understand the message so yeah yeah um yeah like the the movie ends like i don't know i feel like the movie could have ended a little bit better than it just a just a big fucking orgy scene is that how it ends yeah kind of just like can i guess is the orgy scene like it's like in it's that like, building it's like the it's like you know have you ever seen those like oh how how a baby is born type yeah. of like discovery channel like type of things yeah it's like literally that like except you see the cum shot of like the dick coming inside the picture is that what you see on the camera stop it's like yeah and then uh and then uh the baby starting to grow and be born Mm -hmm. and it's oscar i think basically that's what they reincarnated being rebirthed as his sister's son wow basically that's
0: right okay so around the place where i stopped was where she started peeing on the pregnancy test and she was like i can't read it it's in japanese Mm -hmm. and um i'm like okay um yeah. I wonder if she's pregnant with yeah. Mario's baby, right? Yeah. Which is also crazy because do you remember in the first scene, he's talking with Alex saying, uh, "She's Linda's going to go see Mario. And uh, he's like, he's like such a fucking douchebag. I swear, if she gets pregnant, pregnant with his baby, mm-hmm. I will kill that baby. Mm-hmm. And what is ironic, what you just told me is that he is rebirthed yeah. as that baby.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's Victor's baby because like they, she, you see her having sex with. Victor. Wait, Victor or Alex? Is um, Al-
0: Alex is the one with the long hair? Victor's the kid. Oh with, no, uh... Alex. Sorry. Okay.
1: No, Alex. Oh, God, dude, I'm so like I don't know how you guys are so good with names. I've I just had to just had <laughs> to like so really names. make sure I know these names for these sorry. moments, dude. Um, uh, yeah. So no, it's I definitely think it's um, yeah um, Alex's baby Alex because um, you see see so her basically sleeping with him. Interesting. Before, and yeah and then him being born again.
0: Crazy. Rebirth. Very
1: very oddly interesting. Um I don't really have any like takes. I don't really think any like the a lot of the dialogue scenes have like that much as far as adding to the plot of the movie except for like um like kind of progressing of like explaining how he got to those certain points like after he died mm-hmm. basically. Um cuz it does a like it does a lot better explaining like what happened like after he died because mm-hmm. it goes back to reliving those moments. Yeah. We see it instead of like beforehand.
0: Well cuz beforehand we don't have any POV. context of who's who.
1: No, not really. There's like <laughs> it's not
0: it's not dialogue driven. It's yeah. not a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. It's really like you said before just really visually driven. We yeah. have to see what's going on. Yeah. They're not talking about their past. We see his past. Yeah.
1: Which is I don't know. All of the flashbacks were crazy. I mean I I want to say, I feel like they could have done a little bit better as far as like, um, saving, like, well, I don't, I don't want to say saving, but like doing like the, a lot of the flashback stuff at the end. I mean, I, I, I get why they were doing the cut to the flashbacks yeah. in between, but I feel like if they saved the flashbacks towards like the end and did a lot of the, the, um, just like the shock value scenes just left those in between. Yeah. I think I feel like would have carried the same exact feeling without getting lost. Cause at some moments you're like, wait, what What
0: was that? That was right. Like that,
1: right? <laughs> right. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, you see why, why they did it. Why, why they did that in that way. So, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that Gasper like planned every scene and pieced this together with it. Without intention, right? Yeah. I mean, everything... I don't know. It was... It's too intricate of a movie for it to, like, have not had meaning at all. Mm-hmm. Like, at any moment. Every scene yeah. had meaning. Like, because it's... I think it was heartbreaking to see, like, her... To see... Do you remember the scene like where he says like, "Hey, do you want these are tickets to a club? You want to go to a club?" And oh so yeah. They start going to the club and like he gives her ecstasy for the first time, and that's where she meets Mario, mm-hmm. and Mario gets her drunk and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like Mario, and like mm-hmm. you just see, I don't know, it's like dep- depressing. Like you start seeing, I don't know. Do you like how it how it was pieced together? Would you rather have seen started uh, with her arriving to Tokyo, and then like we. Uh, like if the storytelling was linear as opposed to like very Christopher Nolan where it's just like... Back and forth. Yeah, present, past, future.
1: Personally, the way I feel like this film, yeah, like should have been, I think it would have been, should have been linear in order to better explain the cycle of life of rebirth. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, like, because I feel like... Cause like the moments that he spent the spent with his sister, uh, it was awkward, but it was beautiful. Like the the whole scene where of him like hanging out with her and like the, the um, which might call it the the cool like mirror shop. I don't even know what the oh, fuck to call yeah. it with all the um the pottery and stuff like that. Yeah. That was like such a gorgeous scene the way it was shot and stuff.
0: However, I could go without her saying, "Do I? Can you see that I've grown up? Do I look like a woman now?" Yeah, like and then.
1: I, I don't know like that's that's why I'm like okay like he should have like put in some dialogue yeah <laughs> instead of just made them improvic because they obviously like were kind of just like okay I'm super uncomfortable say weird things <laughs> yeah I was watching <laughs> that parts.
0: with Melissa and <laughs> Melissa was like so that's his sister
1: <laughs> right yeah it's almost like dialogue you would hear from like like a like a pornos <laughs> like, yeah like kind of like I bad like acting really corny now. and on the nose yeah but um this is all dialogue from a stepsister
0: right <laughs> porn hub scene
1: right basically you just turn oh, into like I'm stuck one in the dryer help me oh my like God.
0: type of thing thanks for buying my ticket to tokyo thanks do for... i look like a woman
1: now do i look do i look mature now Yeah. <laughs> do you think mom and dad would be um proud? yeah because it's like uh yeah i don't because i, I those parts I feel like could have been done like just a little bit better.
0: But. How do you think they would have been if they're, if they didn't have this childhood trauma like this movie? I don't know. It's just like
1: I think they would have been stuck in America.
0: They would have been fine, they, they would have a family. Because There's I mean what sucks is that CPS s- separated them. Yeah.
1: Right? As opposed
0: to they couldn't have been like orphans together. Mm-hmm. And like it was heartbreaking every single time she said, You promised you'd never leave me. Yeah. You're never ever gonna leave me, right?
1: Yeah. We kind of technically did, yeah. except we went to the place that their parents told them they would go. So yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, he kept his promise. Like he says, he, like yeah. I miss her every single day, even <laughs> after all of these years, and they were still able to meet up. How old are they in this? Do you think?
1: I think they're like in their mid twenties. Okay, I think. Okay, that's what I think, um, because. I'm trying to think what like what led to the point where they don't really because like they, they have no like pre explaining of where he like everything that like it was just mainly just childhood. And then that point there was no like him being a teenager yeah, at all that's like it. or like what happened. All of that was just blank
0: because I think the earliest memory that we see. So it goes from like his childhood memories. And the next thing we jump to is him talking to Alex, the, the yeah. artist. Yeah. And I'm I'm assuming that's who got him into drugs into mm-hmm. dewey drugs because he was like he's never taken acid before he'd yeah. never done anything before i don't know man I, yeah. it's and like all of the, like the subtle things the way that it's just organized like after the montage of scenes where he's sucking on tits <laughs> crazy yeah it goes to the scene like where alex is smoking a, a joint and he's just like you know what smoking uh reminds me of reminds me of sucking on a date and i'm like damn
1: dude like what the hell But like and uh, at the same time i'm kind of like that that was just unnecessary like <laughs> unnecessary. Dialogue. do you think that could have been improvised right <laughs> yeah it, that's what i'm saying i'm like this is like i it makes more sense that it was improvised because i'm like like it's kind of just like weird off off note like things to say <laughs> like that just kind of make you uncomfortable like oh okay <laughs> so is that your only
0: crit- critique of the film is that like maybe there could have just been some concrete dialogue written in the script
1: yeah um I feel like I wish there was a little bit more explaining to, like, where he got to the point where he was, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, it it does, like, skip a lot. And I wish there was uh, more explaining where he got to, like, how he got to Japan and stuff like that. Because there's very little explanation.
0: I was reading somewhere, like, in an article saying that the way he got to Japan is that whoever he was adopted by, he, like, had come into some sort of, like, modest trust fund. And so he got some trust fund money that he inherited. Yeah. And that's how he got some money to go to Japan. And then he started becoming a drug dealer and he got the money to get his uh, sister a plane ticket over there.
1: Yeah. But like what what was it in his afterlife that he did not want to flash back to memory wise that he didn't find find important in that time period? You know, we didn't see. Yeah, there's we, a we big gap. See. There's a big gap. So I was like, it made me wonder, like, was it, was that also traumatizing that he just blacked out? Maybe
0: all he wants to remember is his memories with Linda. With with Linda. Because
1: everything we see is with Linda. With Linda, yeah. And his tie with Linda and the importance that Linda is as far as like a symbol and figure to him. Because I think that's the only, Linda is his only
0: tether to what his life was prior to his parents' death. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything after his parents' death is just chaos. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he's always wanted around. That's the thing that's made him feel safe because he hasn't felt safe comfort. since before his parents died. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why we're only seeing memories of him with Linda.
1: Yeah. It's just it's just a comfort thing for him. Really. Yeah. I guess and it be. it's just been, other than that, it's just been drugs. Yeah, dude. It's just been comforting. Yeah. So, uh,
0: Shout out to the cinematography yeah. of this
1: film for being able to like,
0: uh, I don't know. I've never done DMT. I don't know right. if that's what it feels like. Right. Uh, it's funny.
1: I was watching an interview, a review of someone who's done DMT and has watched this movie. Crazy. Um, she was saying how like the DMT experience, like the visuals weren't the same, but how he experienced them was the mm. same. If that makes any sense. Um, and how the movie is kind of like a DMT trip. <laughs> so said that. It's that was very like out of body, like. Um, just experience the entire time Mm -hmm. is like the explanation of like the DMT trip itself and on drugs being on drugs was uh, on that kind of drug is the movie out of body experience the entire movie and the entire movie it's kind of (laughs) crazy dude it's either like these are
0: the three perspectives yeah first person third person or like Hawkeye's view (laughs) (laughs) over the ceiling right yeah oh man crazy
1: it goes from like uh I think a lot of it has to do with like ego death too. What
0: do you mean? With, I know that as a Thai dollar sign song, but <laughs> right. What, what is
1: <laughs> but like, um, just, uh, which is also kind of like a, like kind of like a Buddhist thing. It's not like, what really is ego serious. death? What do you mean? It's like, um, like, uh, giving yourself up, uh, like y- your personality, your being, yeah. um, everything that you think of yourself up, like is like given up and just, Letting yourself go, mm-hmm. phys- like not only like physically, but like emotionally and mentally, up to like um, like a, this feeling of like h- a higher being, oh, kind of I just see. like um, like having an out of body experience, basically Literally dissociating yourself Literally, from your ego. Yeah, having a dissociative experience mm-hmm. from like what you are as a person and as a human, mm-hmm. and just looking yourself as a third person perspective. Mm-hmm at yourself and just reevaluating, wow. kind of wow. like who you are as a person in life. Um, so, um, and then they, they took that, but also took it literally to like actual death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How mm-hmm. just like you, you sing yourself, um, Die. afterwards, Die but it's unfortunate because he, like he had to experience that in actual death instead of trying to figure that out within his yeah. own life in a literal sense yeah. and trying to see himself where he was
0: because a lot of people see, say that like changing your ways, like getting a second chance, like is a rebirth mm-hmm. within your
1: own life. Yeah. But
0: this way he, the only way he the, could get a rebirth this way,
1: was most literal sense was just yeah. actual rebirth. Oh, you have to die death. and get
0: like birthed again. Yeah. As a new baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: Was maybe like the reset button for him. Yeah. So, I don't know. um, I think that was like another like symbolism thing for everything as for, Yeah. symbolism Symbolism, all throughout this movie all this movie baddies check this movie out yeah
0: if you are a thinker if you want something like there's no way you could just play this on in the background while you're cooking food
1: this is gonna tie you in you're gonna have to
0: pay attention you're gonna have to dissect it um eat before you watch this movie
1: um and don't 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 look at this movie for any like amazing oscar-winning acting scenes either
0: no no Because
1: the guy, the guy that plays Oscar, the main character, not that great of an actor. No, not not really. I mean, even with his few lines that he has, it's he does sound like a porn actor. Yeah, he's all like, "Oh, okay, Uh, but, (laughs) but she's my sister. But she's my sister." Like, very just like kind of awkward. Doesn't really know how to express himself. Yeah, like. He is very how, awkward. Uh, how am I? Am I sad? Even the way he Robotic? looks,
0: he's the most nondescript looking guy <laughs> yeah. in the world. He looks like a video game main character that doesn't talk that much. Yeah, exactly. That looks like he looks like <laughs> yeah. um, like what's a what's a video game main character that doesn't really like? He looks like the main character from uh, from Bully. Do you remember yeah. Bully? Yeah, that Rockstar video game. Yeah, just the shaved head kid that looks like nothing. Yeah. He looks like nothing.
1: And also acts oh, acts like an NPC. Yes. <laughs> Even a, though yeah. he's the most playable character in this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. We're playing as Oscar. Exactly. Yeah. So. Interesting choice. Be, be, being the main character, but acting like an NPC. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. What do you rate this describes. movie? Uh, out of five. Um. Yeah. Four to five. Yep. Honestly. I'm, I'm going to rate on it the same dialogue could have been better i didn't even realize it
0: to be an issue until you've pointed it out i'm just like
1: actually yeah there's no dialogue scenes. there's no like there's no memorable moments really as far as like the acting um goes i think the best actors were probably um alex okay um yeah probably so is that your
0: best person on set
1: yeah probably okay not gaspar Mm. i
0: might have to give it to gaspar
1: gaspar yeah actually yeah you know, terms of just making a damn movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because it's like, uh, yeah.
0: No, you're right. I, hey, no, no, no. It's a subjective thing. If you want to give your uh, best no, person set award like, to Alex, it's, it's kind of, of just like
1: one of those things. It's just like this movie has like the the like like I said again, like the dialogue has not like much meaning to no, it. Not at all. <laughs> so they're focusing on the visual to, aspect. Dude. Just yeah, just like sit in there for the experience. Don't focus too much on like explaining what it is instead of just experiencing it yeah. like what's going on yeah um visually and um and that's it really <laughs> yeah um it's funny because uh the cinematographer which is uh face uh, right, right here got, it's some it's French, benoit debbie benoit debbie he does like a lot of music video i can see that he does a lot of music videos that's stuff, probably why so. it's
0: so technical it's very technical but to do
1: that for two and a half hours mm-hmm. straight
0: that is a feat within its own mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he's done stuff for like Beyonce. Wow, uh, really? Yeah, Lady Gaga. Good like, for him. A bunch, of, a bunch of different, like famous, like other musicians and stuff like that. So good for him. In that aspect, he did a really good job as far as like the symbolizing everything, every little nook and cranny. So,
0: oh, he also did the cinematography for Gaspar's. Um, Earlier film Irreversible, mm. like you had yeah, said, yeah, Irreversible too. Mm-hmm. He had done it for The Runaways and Spring Breakers. Oh, I remember Spring oh, yeah, Breakers. Spring Breakers too, yeah. yeah, with James Franco. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Okay,
1: yeah,
0: uh, he might be my best person on set. <laughs> is him
1: right? <laughs> is Benoit the cinematographer Debbie. is the best person on yeah. set. Dude, honestly, killing it, killing it visually. Oh, my God, and this—that's this uh, this movie is like what really got me more into like more like cinematography Uh and like photography. I'm glad you said that, not illegal drugs, (laughs) right? Um, I mean that the whole out of body experience thing was pretty close to like how out of body of experience that I've I've witnessed. So you've witnessed you've you've had an out of body experience before? Yeah, the like the the one of the only times I've ever done. LSD, yeah, crazy,
0: damn, and it's Pretty like intense.
1: that. Yeah, uh-huh. I want to say, um, not as visually intense. Mine was more of like me feeling like I was going through a roller coaster of colors, yeah. which kind of like explains the whole like title sequence of just like color dun, dun, colors, flashing um, uh, colors. But yeah, like you do go through. And out. I wish they they did more, um, as far as like like experiencing like the trip the yeah. trips of because
0: like we only see that first we it's only like see that
1: so the first five just minutes just right when he hits the dmt but uh, i mean otherwise it's like filmed very beautifully and yeah. i love how it's like handheld yeah it looks handheld yeah and it's not like on like an actual like stand tripod stand well where they had to
0: make it seem only. like if it's gonna be pov it has to and but they still made it to the point where it's not like blair it, witch it project in,
1: yeah even in the third person he you can tell he's just walking with a camera behind him Love like it. it's like another person walking behind him yeah um, which makes I, it
0: more organic.
1: Yeah, which makes it feel ties you in way way more, like yeah. visually, as like you actually being there, yeah. <laughs> and experiencing what he's going through. So so good.
0: Yeah, this movie's uh, it. uh, it's a pretty crazy trip. Um, let me look at it. It has, if you have a premium subscription to Sling. I don't know anyone with the premium subscription to that. I had to rent yeah. this on Amazon, so I did that because mm-hmm. uh, I like to help out. Enter the Void. Yeah, check it out, baddies. Um, this is like my third time watching it. I don't yeah. know if I've ever finished it. I really don't think I did, did because I would get sick just watching it, but still really artsy, worth the watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Um, I Yeah, I put it on a bucket list yeah. of m- must-sees. Um,
0: any, any last words that you want to say about the movie before we get out of here, dude?
1: um not really uh as far as that though like I think it's like ties into like this movie ties in also to like what we're talking about today as far as like mental health yes and, yes and um you know trying to reaching out to people for help and mm-hmm. trying to talk to people um not not sketchy people that are trying to sell you drugs no don't do that <laughs> don't do that talk to friends talk <laughs> ta- to, friends, ta- ta- that you to trust. friends talk to family um you know talk to talk to loved ones um You know, reach out to people um, because it's important. Like, like this movie shows, like the outcomes of you know, childhood trauma, man, childhood trauma, trauma destruction. So, I think that's important. Yeah, and I really like like that message. So,
0: (laughs) even if the message is packaged in a very in a two and a half hour long acid trip, yeah basically crazy so yeah but yeah thanks for uh bringing up this movie yeah honestly never thought i'd do this movie on this podcast yeah. um because it's just, i think i've just escaped it's escaped my mind but i'm glad i watched it again it's crazy yeah baddies check it out mm-hmm. greg any last words for the baddies look into your camera and leave um, them with a
1: message i love you all stay safe stay positive um go touch grass you nerds go, no, go I'm kidding. touch grass you nerds um but yeah stay safe Stay positive yeah like i said talk talk to anyone yeah uh doctors recommend like eight seven eight hugs a day get some hugs, get some hugs but in. also
0: you know wash your
1: hands eat healthy also wash your hands wear a mask if you feel like you need to mm-hmm. um yeah you know tell tell someone if you love them tell them i love you i love that but not in a creepy way don't, yeah. don't tell it to a random person. Don't say it to your teacher. You know. <laughs> make sure make sure, you know, consent is important too. Yeah. You can't just <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> say it in yeah, the grocery store. Um, yeah, you know tell tell your loved ones you love them and you know, show them that you love them and you know, show them that you care.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Dude, mm-hmm. I love you.
1: Love you too, man. I
0: love you. Appreciate all right. Great. Baddies, That is we're out of here. We'll see you guys next time. Greg, I'll see you next time because you'll be back for sure. He'll be back. He'll be back and uh, check out the highly relevant that came out on Tuesday. Other than that, take it easy. Be safe. We'll see you around. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. It can't be that bad. can't oh. be can't be that bad. can oh. be can't be that bad.